Hey guys, this is the voice of your home girl and your podcast host. Welcome to the Gist with Shalom. It's been a long, long, long time. I want to welcome all my fans and I want to say thank you to every single person who has secretly been wishing me coming back here. You know, it's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a long time. I want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you to all my fans. And and uh, I say I really appreciate all your prayers. I appreciate all the checking up on. All right, today. I'm just, I just came here to talk. A lot of people have been asking. Asking me. Shalom, what happened? You know, what happened? And I'll just say this, that life happened. But what do you do when life happens? Well, just do what you got to do. And, you know, but I'm just going to say this. I thank God for life and living. It's a gift. It's not something that I am entitled to. I didn't get it by luck. But I'm grateful for it. I actually stepped out of somewhere to come and quickly record this. And if anybody ever told me I'll be able to do this today, man. <laughs> but then I'm grateful for everything. Okay, and I just want to encourage someone today. Life is... Life doesn't have a manual. Life is just life. And let me just put this out there. To the people who do life without God, honestly, I don't know how they do it, to be honest, because <laughs> the way the world is getting, is getting crazier, uh-huh, crazier. So if you do life without God, <laughs> you're missing out, and the burden would just be so much, so... For me, for those that have been asking, I stepped out of the studio to get some air, but I didn't return on time. And to anybody feeling or going through anything right now, I just want you to know that it's okay to feel what you got to feel or what you want to feel, but don't just let it take too long. Because the devil is always lurking around in a corner looking for someone to throw a a pity party for if he gives you an invite turn it down what kind of person are you when life happens that's basically what I want to talk about today life happens do you implode or you explode whichever one it is make sure that God is the basis of everything and in saying these very little things I'm gonna say today I'm also gonna talk about some things about relationships because of course you do know that I touch some of that in fact a lot of that on my podcasts some people well let me say everybody wants the divine and 
you know the perfect perfect divine will of god but the thing is nobody ever tells you that when you're asking god for his divine and perfect will you are basically asking for all of god and when you do that god is going to walk through your life because if you're asking for his will you're going to expect some mowing of the lawns of your heart you're going to expect some some uh, weeding some bulldozing and it's not going to be easy because the will of God is the same thing as God himself. It doesn't that doesn't change. It's one thing to pray to God and it's another thing it's another thing entirely you know to be able to hear from him and to be able to know when to hear from him. And I just discovered recently that everything that a human being does, everything that we do goes with grace. You're going to the bathroom, grace. You're going for an interview, grace. So that sounds more like it. When I said going to the bathroom, some people will be like, what is she talking about? It's only when you get there that you know that everything in life goes with grace. Nothing should ever be done without his grace. And God cannot be pocketed. So I'm just going to say this today to encourage anybody out there. If something is the will of God and this divine and perfect will, the devil will fight it. It will be fought left, right, center. You don't expect the devil to fight God's divine and perfect will. That's been an arch enemy since time, like since since the beginning, since the outset of time. So, if you're praying for anything, the first thing, God's divine and perfect will, when you ask, ask for it, you're asking for God himself. Secondly, if you're asking for his divine and perfect will, expect it to be fought by the devil. The next thing you have to know is, just because there is a lack of peace, at some point maybe you're trying to make a very great decision and God told you to I'm not talking about a facade I'm not talking about people who use the paintbrush people who quote different kind of things and say God told them I'm talking about real God told me I heard it I saw it and when it comes to that 
like I said, if you follow the second point I made, that it will be fought. You expect turbulence. So when there is turbulence and trouble, restlessness, some people take that as a no. Why didn't you wait on the God that told you to go in the beginning? If he told you to go in the beginning, why don't you just pause? Because I would say something. Final says over any or every situation belongs to the God, to God Almighty. And over any situation, the words of a mortal man should not in any way dislodge the words of the God of, of the God of the heavens. The two just don't go. Mortal man, immortal, everlasting God, two totally different levels. So peace is not the absence of trouble. Especially when God has told you to do something. You've asked him, you're sure. When there's turbulence, hold on. Wait. Be patient. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just like that. Even when everybody say, dislodge. Cut it off. There's no sense there. Remember the people that are talking. They have your best intentions at heart. And nobody wants to see the other person suffering. Maybe your mom or dad, your spouse. Nobody wants to see the next person suffering. So the best advice that they can give you is to tell you, cut it off. When Maybe it's a relationship. There's so much trouble. There's so much of this. There's so much of that. It's not God's will. How would you know that? Especially, I'm talking about when you ask him. I'm not talking about you went in your flesh. I'm talking about you asked God. You, you, you saw his face over a particular issue. It might be a job. It might be anything. Peace is rest in the midst of turbulence. However, there's something that I want to put out there again. Satan uses the weapon of fear a lot of times. And you have to know that sometimes you have to shut the devil up. I had to employ this when life got tough, when life got hard. And I I remembered and, you know, it's in moments like this that you see that Talking to the devil and telling him, shut up. That's you, Satan, not me. That's not what God says about me. The devil will make you feel like you're crazy. Because actually somebody watching you talk will think something is definitely wrong with that person. You know, but... This is where the secret comes in. How is it that when you're praying to a God you cannot see, you feel his presence, you're not called crazy. 
but when you're talking to to the devil you're talking back he talks to your head and tells you you're crazy do you even believe there's a devil do you even believe the devil exists that's when you know there's an actual enemy and you have to tell him back satan you're the one that's crazy not me so what am i saying i think including myself you have to be able to train yourself to hear god's voice you know the beautiful thing about life that i have discovered in my for myself is that you might not be certain i might not be certain of anything ever but one thing i am certain of i'm sure of is that there is a god and not just that there is a god alone but that there is a god who has hands his hands are in the affairs of mortal men his hands are in the affairs of the men that he created in the affairs of humanity when you know that it settles a lot of questions it settles a lot of questions it takes away the heartbreak it makes you go so whether you're certain of that job you're certain whether you leave because of that illness or disease you're certain or not certain about the relationship you're not certain about the next moment one thing that you should be certain of is that there is a god and whatever is coming from above earth can take it i mean in your life now so hold fast to the one who owns tomorrow and that's why i started with when life happens who are you do you implode or you explode are you the one who waits waits that's the person who implodes you know you keep it in you keep it in you keep it in and then at some point you're going to explode or you're the person who reacts and you know you explode you know whatever way it is i would say venting is perfectly fine i've never seen any of god's child in the bible that god ever turned away because they were venting never i've never seen that at all so it's perfectly okay to vent because he listens that's something that i want everyone to know and why am i saying this if you watch the story and you read the story of biblical david there's so much to be learned from there so much to be learned from there david got depressed he got exhausted he wanted to sometimes just leave the earth if you critically listen to some of the words of david you'll see that it's okay to say that at some point it could have been suicidal could have because things really happened the next point i'll try to i'm trying to get to 
is that just because there is a lack of peace at some point in that situation, that doesn't mean God did not ask you to go. Peace does not mean absence of turbulence, but rest in the midst of turbulence. The fact that there are issues arising does not mean it's not God. But again, you have to balance it. And some of these things, I, I, uh, I learned them from listening to um, the Oyers. I don't know how many people know Lawrence and Darasimi Oyer. The daughter, Darasimi Oyer is the daughter of the Mount, uh, Mount Zion Ministries daughter. I'm sure some people listening to me might know those that I'm talking about. And there was just so much words of wisdom there because sometimes when issues are arising and something that God has put his hand on, a lot of people just run and forget that they once came to God to ask, what do I do? And then he said, go. But now everybody's saying run and you want to run and just go like that. So, but then when issues are arising, maybe there's something that God is trying to point your attention to that you should watch. Maybe there's something he's trying to say, I want to uproot this before you take this next step. So you have to balance it and look critically at every decision again. Now, I'll tell you something. Someone has said, when will the will humanity cease from warfares every day it's one battle after the other one battle one warfare this that and job actually said it in the book of job from whence cometh troubles from whence cometh you know all this will go through in life Job said it's not from the tree. It doesn't fall from the tree. Troubles do not grow from the ground. And yet, life is full of it. But there's something I'm really, really joyful about. Job did not live to see the days of Christ. But when Christ came, Christ made a profound statement. And he did not lie. Christ was brutally honest. He said in the world... In the world, you would have trials. You would have tribulations. But be cheerful because I have overcome the world. In fact, he said, you will be hated because I was hated. They hated me without a cause. And this is where I don't like digressing. But as much as people quote John, John 3.16... There's also St. John 17 because in St. John 17, Christ did not pray for the world. He stated, I pray not for the world, but I pray for these that you have given me. And that says a lot. That says a lot. If Christ did not pray for the world, the world will be chaotic. Don't expect it to get better. But just to make sure that your anchor is in Christ. So I'm not just talking here. I'm just trying to encourage someone out there. 
to believe and hope and know that the trials of this present world are not worthy to be compared with that glory that will be revealed in God's children. If we look at the trials, what about the glory? And a lot of times Satan just likes taking our attention to the trial. We don't want to look at the glory because we can't even see because everything that makes us human feeds here, feeds the earth. There's a scripture in Corinthians, I think, can't remember what exactly that says. We as Christians are meant to take our eyes off, our physical eyes off, what we can see. And keep our eyes on the things that we cannot see. Alright? Because it's in what we cannot see, we get our strength. It's in what we cannot see, we get our defense. We're fortified. We're encouraged. Now, that statement alone sounds completely contradictory. Logically, it doesn't make sense. But to the believer, not just to the Christian, it makes perfect sense. So I'll say this. Back to the question. When will humanity cease from warfare? You have to know that you have to contend warfares before you celebrate anything there is always one battle at the corner one thing to settle before you finish one battle another one is waiting so but you have to contend it in prayer and i'll say this be careful with fear i know i've mentioned it but i'm mentioning it again be careful with fear because satan uses it Satan uses fear a lot. If there's one thing that is ravishing the whole world today, even church people, even people that believe that there is a God, that one thing that is ravishing and terrifying the people today is fear, fear of the unknown. What will the next moment hold? What will happen later in the future? What will happen in the future? When I want to do this, would I be able to survive this? Why did I do that in the past? If I had known, what ifs, what ifs, if I had known, fear. I know that what I'm saying also affects me, so I'm not just dishing things out. Everything I'm saying here, I'm talking experience. Something I have walked, something I would walk and something that I am presently walking in. So this is not just a note. This is not just your host reading a note. This is me trying to say, especially as believers in this season, you have to be sober, be vigilant. Be sober, be vigilant. Don't go on autopilot. I've made a lot of podcasts about that. The culture today is going on autopilot. But you have you have to call yourself and tell yourself I am not going to go on autopilot mode. Mm-mm. God did not create the believer to go on autopilot. If he did, he would not have created the Sabbath. And not just Sunday or Saturday is the Sabbath. 
Saturday is the Jews. Every day as a believer is a Sabbath. Every day. A Sabbath is a moment of reflection. It's in the Bible. A moment where you think. Reflecting is in bad. But there's a thin line between reflecting and a pity party. Discernment or wisdom is needed. Now, in conclusion, I'm going to say there are layers to conviction. When God convicts, there are layers to conviction and you have to be patient. The God we serve is not a loud God. Neither is he an out there God. He's, you can't even fully explain and fully comprehend the supernatural what we're seeing here is like a half (laughs) like a half of the rainbow so you cannot fully explain the supernatural because if you can't explain the supernatural then it's no longer supernatural i don't know if you get what i'm saying it's deeper than that it's deeper than what i'm saying right now there are layers to conviction let god walk you through your circumstances and i'm gonna say this A marriage will not work simply because God led you into it, but because that relationship is founded on the principles of scriptures, on the truth of the word of God. I'm going to read that again. For those who are thinking about getting married, you have to know that a marriage will not work simply because God led you into it, but because that relationship is founded on the principles of scriptures and on the truth of the word of God. And what I've seen over time is people forget that marriage is a spiritual institution. An establishment instituted by a spiritual God who is not physical per se. And so people are trying to sustain a spiritual institution by physical philosophical psychological ideas and interpretations and it won't work maybe help but it won't work if it works if it has worked for you if it had worked why is there so much divorce rate why is the divorce rate going higher every day in every country every race If it works. So do not try. To build a relationship. On a physical thing. It will crumble. I'm going to give an example. There were two anointed in the Bible. Anointed ones. And both of them were children of God. But both of them had their time. David and Saul. Saul came before King David both were anointed now listen despite all Saul was trying to do to David to get rid of him like kill him what people will call to the spiritual attack Saul did not hide that he was trying to kill David it was an enemy who came out with full chest he didn't hide it at all Yet, David had every opportunity that came up to kill him, yet he refused. And both of them were God's anointed. 
it was not fake anointing they were both anointed but David recognized that that man is God's anointed and I cannot kill him so one had discernment one did not so it doesn't matter whether God led you into something God might show you a fantastic vision or dream about a relationship, about a job, about anything you want that you've asked. If you do not establish that thing, your homework is now to establish that thing on the principles of scripture. If you do not establish that on the principles of scripture, it's going to crumble. Because it's not just about the anointing that's on you. It's about what you do with the anointing. There are children of God that do not have discernment and because of that, they fall in prey. So discernment is needed in times that we walk in. And I hope that that would be able to, that what I'm saying right now will bless somebody. And you should know that the devil knows the light and the level of your understanding of God's word. Shalom, do you mean that? I mean that. And I can say that confidently. If you think that the devil does not know that sometimes when the word goes out from a man of God, you do not understand, or even from the Bible, you do not understand the gravity of a lot of things, a lot of scriptures, he would attack you on it. If he attacked Christ, you think you would not be attacked? A lot of people focus on the miracles, but they forget, and the signs, but they forget that the only thing that Christ defeated the devil with in the wilderness was the word. So basically, what I'm trying to say in this podcast is, whatever it is you're going through, you're not alone. You're not the first person that will go through it. And you will never be the last However, I thank God that the age, the world, is closing in on us fast. The fullness of all things is here. The dispensation of all things is here. And as much as I'm grateful and thankful for that, I also know that I need discernment. I must be able to walk with wisdom. And... I'm going to say that the amount of truth, if you ever want to grow, because growth is painful. If you want to grow in Christ, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's, it's painful. It takes tears from you. It takes a lot. When you're growing, sometimes you feel you're losing, like you're losing ground, like you're losing a battle. It's painful. It's like the mother eagle teaching her children how to fly, an eaglet's how to fly, and then she... She begins to make them uncomfortable. That's what God does to us as his children. She begins to put these things, these thorns inside their nests. And then they are forced to fly. She, she throws them like that and comes down to catch them up. That's the God. God doesn't have grandchildren. I say that a lot of times but people don't understand. It's when you're in it, you know. If you're his child, every child of God that comes to God will be tested. It's a must. In fact, to God, that's one of the greatest things above the spiritual and the physical, above the physical blessings that God will give you, above the material things that God will give you. 
the greatest thing he can do for you is to try you and test you and prove you to make you know that you're not a bastard you're not an illegitimate you're a son what i'm saying the things i'm saying right now they're deep and like i said i'm talking experience however this podcast is going to continue and if you want to reach me like i've always said i'm going to put out my digit right now 081 I'm going to say that this, like I said, this podcast is going to continue and hopefully I'm going to be consistent this time around. I want to say thank you very much to everyone who's been listening to me. I pray that God blesses you and raises you above whatever you're going through strengthens you and give you the grace that you need to be able to survive the times that are ahead so till later this is still the voice of your home girl and your host saying bye